This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today we are looking back at this past year, reviewing our favorite trips and adventures of 2022. That's right, Vicky. You know, this is the question I get more than I think any other. Whenever I, I meet someone and they find out what I do, they always say, what are your favorite places you've been to lately? <laughs> and um, I always kind of have to scratch my head because of trying to remember um, everywhere I've been to just in this calendar year is kind of hard. They all kind of seem to, to blur together a little bit. But today we're going to talk about some of those. Some of the times we uh, spent together, you and I, shooting our Peak Northwest video series and many of the trips we've done on, on our own or with our respective partners um, and uh, recapped here in the podcast and some we haven't talked about yet. So this might be a mixture of some uh, recounting of things that you may have heard before and some fresh adventures maybe you haven't. Exactly. Think of it as kind of like our 2022 highlight reel right here as <laughs> yeah, far exactly. as adventures go. And I feel like we both did a lot. Obviously, it's more so in your job to like go out to these great adventures and see awesome things. So I feel like you've definitely gotten all over the state more than I have. But I am itching to know how you rank some of your trips from this past year. <laughs> yeah, so the so what we did here for today's episode is we each picked five. Five of our like highlighted trips. And um Vicky, I feel like we should probably maybe go back and forth on this. But mm -hmm. I what I'm curious to know is did you rank these like one to five? Did you like make the rank these in any kind of way? Or are they just like how'd you do it? So I think the first one that I will talk about is the first and the second one were great like physical feats of the year uh, that were included in trips, you know, outside of Portland. Um, and then some of the later ones on my list get into more of destinations, going to um, a town, small town and exploring, um, but also just being surrounded by incredible nature. Uh, so that's kind of the breakdown of my list. How about you, Jamie? I kind of, I'm kind of chaotic, I guess, a little, a little okay. all over the place. I kind of just pulled out five places that really stuck out to me. And I sort of thought about that question. People say, what are, what are some of your favorite places you've been? Um, I sort of just pulled out what are the, the spots that were just really, truly highlights to me, places that 
and experiences that, um, that, that really sort of stick out. Amazing. All right. Well, I guess we'll get right into it. <laughs> Do you want to kick it off or should I? I think you should kick it off. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I've talked about this on the podcast already. We had a whole episode dedicated to it. But the first one to kick off my list is climbing Mount St. Helen. Oh, and that's good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this was definitely a highlight for me. I had been wanting um, to do this. And, you know, I was on top of getting a permit for this. And it might have taken a lot of life out of me <laughs> accomplishing <laughs> this. Um, my friend Sydney and I did this together. And whenever we see one another, we still are like, oh, my gosh, can you believe that we climbed Mount St. Helens? And, uh, you know, we talk about all the different parts. And we like basically every time we see each other, we talk about this climb. Um, so that has to be the first one on my list. And that was something you've been planning to do. Like you had worked and you had trained to do, right? Yes, exactly. Um, I think after my first full year of being in Portland, uh, this was something that I had on my list. And um, because it is one of the more quote unquote approachable mountains to climb in the area, um, that was what I chose. Did some training for it, probably could have done more training for it, as I feel like <laughs> most things that I do, I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, I should have really done more. Um, but climbing St. Helens was ah, such a memorable time. And I talked about this a lot in the actual episode that we did, but seeing the sunrise um, mm. on Mount St. Helens was incredible like the pastels in the sky that is ingrained it's singed into my memory for the end of time <laughs> well that was such a good episode we recorded on that and we may be saying this a lot today folks but go back and check out that episode if you did not listen to it um full of um, some great stories from vicky and some really good advice if you want to tackle saint helens yourself yes Definitely go give it a listen. I give you the full breakdown and at what parts my body started to <laughs> reject the climb. So <laughs> good times. Well, Vicky, I think I'm going to follow you up on the mountain climbing here. Um, not that it's a mountain climbing exactly, but a, a nice steep mountain hike. And mm -hmm. for my first one, I'm going to go back to that, that hike up to McNeil Point on the northwest side of Mount Hood. This is a hike that, um, you know, we we did on a video shoot together, but um, mm -hmm. you had actually done this hike previously and yeah. were not keen on doing it again. So I did the the, the, uh, the the end of this hike on my own and gosh, just what a fabulous hike on Mount Hood. I had not done this one before, um, you know, a little steep in parts, you know, a little bit long, but gosh, when you get up there, just the fields of alpine wildflowers, with the view of Mount Hood right there in your face and like that old sort of stone shelter up there at McNeil Point. It was just one of those images that I think is just, just like you said, sort of burned into my brain now for, yeah. um, for lack of a better phrase. And uh, it's one that immediately comes to mind when I think about some of my favorite adventures I took over the last year. Ah, oh, what a beautiful, beautiful hike. I just... 
The views of Mount Hood are so breathtaking, and the fact that you get these incredible views, like, almost from the beginning of this hike is insane. And um, doing it over the summer, it was just, like, perfect to see on a, you know, bright, sunny day. It was so nice. Um, And... Although I did not do the full hike the second time around when uh, we were doing the video shoot, mostly because it was going to be very hard for me to balance my camera and do some of the scrambling. This hike is incredible. It's definitely like a little bit on the longer side and a more of a challenge, but oh my gosh, it's just so beautiful. I have not done any other hike with as incredible of a view of Mount Hood than this one. Yeah, so worth it. Not a technical climb or anything, but a good hike. So, you know, definitely make sure you're you're in shape and prepared for it, but absolutely worth the effort. Totally. Okay, Vicky, so what's your what's your number 2? Where are we going from here? Number 2, another more, you know, pretty intense physical activity here was my first trip to Crater Lake and I keep saying this, but if you've been listening to me on this podcast, I'd been talking about wanting to get to Crater Lake for the longest time and uh, making it out there to Oregon's only national park was on my like little bucket list uh, since moving to Portland. And not only did I visit Crater Lake, but my partner and I biked around the rim of Crater Lake. And so it cool. was... So awesome. Uh, (laughs) uh, It felt like all the stars aligned for this trip to happen because uh, we went in mid-October. And this is a time when it's very likely impossible that it could have already dumped snow at Crater Lake and all of the roads could have been closed. Um, But it was a random turn of events where it was perfect weather. It was so nice. It was actually kind of hot. And it was perfect conditions for visiting Crater Lake because it wasn't very crowded since it was kind of off season. A lot of like amenities in the park were closed already for the season, um, which made for such a great bike ride because there wasn't really a lot of traffic, very little cars going around us. Um, It was super peaceful and a great time to experience Crater Lake for the first time. So cool. I'm so glad you went out there and did that. Um, Definitely, you know, a more strenuous adventure when it comes to, you know, ways to see Crater Lake, but absolutely, I think one of the best ways to see it, if you're a bike person, if you like doing, you know, biking of any kind, that's definitely one to put on your bucket list. Got to check it out. Absolutely. Um, I would love to go and do it again. um, And I think one of my favorite memories was just like <laughs> because in the in the episode where I recount this particular trip, I let you know that I think we would have started at a different point because right at the beginning of our bike ride, we were going downhill um, on a major decline. But that specific section of going around the rim, you get this incredible view of the lake and you also are just like hit with all these incredible smells from the surrounding trees. And that is what really stuck with me. That like first few minutes into the bike ride, I was like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So that's number two for me, Jamie, what's second on your list or not second, but the next one on your list. Yeah, I think so. We've got a lot of sort of big outdoor adventures and I'm going to take things down a notch and go all the way back to the very beginning of 2022 
into the dead of that rainy winter in January and uh, say my trip to Seaside. So Seaside, um, obviously one of the busier towns in the Oregon coast. Anyone who's been there in the summertime or during spring break knows it can be a madhouse. And for that reason, I never went to Seaside. I always just kind of skipped it, but that didn't really sit well with me. I didn't like there was a town on the coast like I avoided because I love the yeah. coast. I love all yeah. those towns. So I thought, why not go in the wintertime? I like to take these sort of winter coast trips anyway and mm-hmm. just sort of see it when it's sort of blustery and, and cold and windy. So I went to Seaside in January, like midweek, and it found the town a lot quieter, but like a lot of the stores and restaurants were still open, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't quite as bustling as it would be normally, but you can still go down there and eat at all the great restaurants. You can still go to the breweries. You can still go play Fascination at the arcade. (laughs) You can still go walk on the beach and go see all that stuff. So um, I had a great time. And this has sort of become one of my my new Winter Coast recommendations for people is go check out Seaside or go to Cannon Beach. Go to these towns that you don't want to go to because they're too busy in the summertime and just do it when no one else is there. Um, And that's, I think, a great way to go about going to some of these places that you might otherwise avoid. Absolutely. I really loved my trip to Seaside. I think I went around the same time as you. Um, A friend was in town visiting and we went in January and it was so nice. I remember we stayed in a hotel and when we woke up, I really wanted to just go walk on the beach in the morning and it wasn't raining. We looked out. Um, it was a pretty clear day, but still very cold to the point where I was wearing like, you know, my big puffy jacket and a beanie. And I took my dog Stella out to the beach and we just walked around and the serenity on this cold beach, you know, pretty empty, not a ton of people walking around, maybe just like a handful of people I saw on that morning walk, but it was so peaceful and just like, oh my gosh, my dog was so happy. <laughs> that memory is like, you know, just really simple time and um, really nice. And I think we got pancakes afterwards, so <laughs> there <you go. laughs> even better. Nice, nice. <laughs> and, you know, walking along the beach and just like looking for um, like sand dollars and stuff. Uh, super cool. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Wow. So, so dreamy. Such a great spot. Exactly. Okay. Well, Vicky, well, what's next up for you? All right. Next up, uh, one of, actually, it was our very first episode of the Peak Northwest video series that we shot together. Um, and this was our trip to Joseph out in Eastern Oregon. And this was my first time making it out that far into Eastern Oregon. And it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. We packed a ton into like three oh and a God. half days. We did a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but what stood out to me was seeing the Wallawas for the first time um, and doing a little bit of a hike there. And then also, obviously, Wallawa Lake. Um, and we were able to catch um, in, in a landscape concert. So all of those things combined. Wow. It was incredible to see. And we went, um, was it beginning of June that we went? It was pretty like early on in the yeah, summertime. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the weather was super nice and it was just a lovely time. It was gorgeous. This, If you didn't put this on your list, I would have put it on mine. It was such a nice trip. Um, and in addition to all the things you've said already, 
um, hanging around downtown Joseph, um, doing everything there was great. Going to Arrowhead Chocolates, um, eating breakfast at, what's it called? The Blythe Cricket. We went yeah. there like every day. Great <laughs> yes. breakfast spot. Um, having dinner at Gold Room Pizza, which no longer exists, sadly. Uh. Um, although the folks there now have a um, pasta business, sort of a a, um, a de- home delivery and take-home pasta business, which you can oh. check out as well. Um, I believe they're called Little Fox Pasta. Check them out. Um, but so much great stuff to do in Joseph. I just love that little community and you can go spend your whole time out in the wilderness if you want, or you can spend your whole time hanging out in this little small town with all the people there if you want. And I just love that there's so many different ways to approach Joseph. Absolutely. And got to give the shout out to, uh, the hotel that we stayed at, the Jennings hotel. Mm-hmm. What an awesome and very cool place to stay. Um, it was, I feel it was like not too crowded too so i feel like all the general amenities um just like the common area rooms hanging out felt like we just kind of had it to ourselves um and i love like the little deck area where he kind of um your view overlooking downtown was super mm-hmm. cool and obviously the sunset um over the wall was amazing can't beat that no that's so good okay so that was joseph such a highlight um Next up on your list, Jamie. I'm going to go ahead and say the Applegate Valley. So this is a place I have been um, itching to go to for the last couple of years um, as I sort of, you know, um, do more wine tasting experiences around the region. People like to think of what I do as like very outdoors focused. And that's true a lot of times. But I also love to do like a great wine tasting trip. I think that's Mm -hmm. also super fun. So uh, my partner Sadie and I um, went down to Applegate Valley, which is really just about as far south in Oregon as you can get, um, almost right up against the California border. And uh, this is an area that's between the towns of like Medford and Grants Pass. And we anchored ourselves in the small town of Jacksonville there and stayed a night, a couple nights at the Jacksonville Inn and um, spent a full day just driving around um, the wineries in this little valley tasting the different wines, getting in some good views, eating some good food. Mm -hmm. It was very nice. Again, a busy trip, like we packed a lot in. (laughs) Um, That's kind of how these trips tend to go. But a really, really pleasant uh, place to explore and a a wine country that we don't always think of. I feel like a lot of folks Mm -hmm. go to Willamette Valley or they go to the Gorge or they go up to Walla Walla. Mm -hmm. But Applegate Valley is, um, I mean, just some spectacular wine country. And so a lot of different places to stay to anchor your trip. So highly recommend this to folks who like this sort of thing and who are looking for maybe a little place different. Absolutely. Uh, This was another one that we um, recapped in a previous episode. And I remember you kind of gave a breakdown of all the different um, wine tasting places you visited. And remind me, Jamie, like what what were some of the things that stuck out um, in the individual wineries that you visited? There, there's just like so many different kinds of wine tasting experiences. So Cowhorn was the one I think that both Sadie and I liked the best. Mm-hmm. And you kind of had this opportunity to sort of sit back on these little cozy pods on their deck and look out onto the vineyards and the mountains, just beautiful views, good wine. Um, then there's uh, other places um, like Quadi North where it was like more of like they had a tasting area next to like the active winemaking operations. So farmers are bringing in grapes and you could hear the people talking and the forklifts operating. 
Um, and you kind of got this behind the scenes look at the, the winemaking process. Yeah. Um, and then Troon, uh, which is a vineyard that is being getting a lot of attention lately, um, internationally has like this, um, sort of uh, this biodynamic winemaking process and they tell you all about their different ways they they make grapes and sort of the way they operate their vineyards in this very mm -hmm. eco-friendly way. So yeah. everywhere we went was like a different kind of experience and I really liked that about it too. Oh my gosh. That sounded like such a great trip and an awesome one to be able to experience with your partner, Sadie. Oh yeah. It, it was it was just, it was, it was nice. It was romantic. It was very uh, fun. Very fun yeah. time. Amazing. Well, okay, Vicky, moving down the list here, what is your next memory? Okay, so next up for me is um, going to Bandon. Um, yeah, I went here specifically to um, do a video on circles in the sand in Bandon. And I really enjoyed this trip because it was just me and my dog, Stella. And um, we were there for about like two and a half days. And I stayed in a little Airbnb that was on uh, the river area there. Um, it was literally listed as like shack on the water. <laughs> um, but it was super cute and um, just really peaceful and kind of uh, tucked away down like a back road. So I felt like just, you know kind of far removed and found it really peaceful. But also in Bandon itself, that was my first time going this far south uh, down the coast. So I really loved, fell in love with um, Face Rock Beach. That oh, was the yeah. area where they do circles in the sand. And obviously seeing circles in the sand happening was incredible. Being able to see like the very start of the process um, where they're just like kind of outlining the labyrinth and then getting into the details and finishing it off, just putting like tiny little details like shells to decorate the labyrinth and see it in its full glory. And then watching people come in and each person having their individual experience in the labyrinth was so freaking cool. I loved mm -hmm. it. <laughs> and then also just in general, like walking along that beach. Um, I know I talked about this, uh, the kind of a similar experience in Seaside, but uh, the difference in some of these like Southern coastal beaches um, and the ruggedness of the shore and seeing all these different rock formations, that was really, really cool to see. Um, and also being there at a time where you can go out and uh, look at the tide pools, uh, that was, uh, every time I see a tide pool, I'm just blown away. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> such a cool area, such a cool little town in Bandon too, a bunch of little restaurants and shops. Um, to check out Face Rock Creamery is down there as well. Um, so whether you're looking for cheese or cranberries, there's a bunch of cranberry bogs there too. <laughs> um, a bunch of really cool beaches, um, like you said, cool rock formations. We have, a, speaking of Circles in the Sand, we do have an old episode from our archives interviewing Denny Dyke, who does Circles in the Sand. Um, so if you're looking for uh, an, an old episode to go back and listen to, that is an excellent one. I highly recommend that as well. Well, Vicky, you know, I, I'm kind of my next pick is right here coming on um, the tales of yours. I, I, I went ahead and picked just my South Coast beach trip in general. 
mm-hmm. because this was um, several days. I can't remember. If, I think I did about four days, uh, maybe even five days, trying to go to all the beaches on the South Coast I had not been to yet. So Bandon was a place where I I hung out for I want to say a couple of nights doing some some small beaches up and down there, but. I went all the way down to Brookings and checked out all these little tiny beaches that you may just like totally miss as you drive by them on 101. And that was a really cool experience in and of itself. Um, Places like Sisters Rock Beach um, was really cool. Secret Beach, which is not really a secret. It just has that name, (laughs) um, but is a really incredibly beautiful beach there in the um, the scenic corridor um, near Brookings. And uh-huh. just so many cool little spots to go check out. This is another one of these trips people go, wow, that seems so fun and nice and relaxing. You're spending all day at the beach. And it was truly just so much work going to all of these beaches. <laughs> um, but I, I love the beach. I, I love, you know, spending time walking on the beaches, taking pictures, even if I'm only on each beach for, you know, 30 minutes to head to an hour. Right. Um, it's really cool just to, to be able to walk around and, and to try to photograph beaches in different ways like that that's sort of been the 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 sort of the the trick i've had when i've been documenting all the beaches in the coast Mm -hmm. how do you make each one look different what is like the defining feature of each of these and how do you photograph a beach in ways where it just doesn't look the exact same every time Um, and what are your secrets of the trade (laughs) i mean you just got to look for stuff that's not sand right (laughs) it's like rock formations are great interesting little pathways that lead down to the to the beach are great like if there's a Mm -hmm. stairwell or something like that yeah um you know at very least i mean my like my go-to last ditch effort if there was nothing else was is there a big piece of driftwood it's not that doesn't usually make for a very good picture but you know when you're in a pinch a big piece of driftwood is helpful but i also i mean just aside from beaches i loved this trip for being able to go to all these small towns like bandon Mm -hmm. um like brookings like gold beach and for me, what I love to do is go check out the local restaurant scenes in these places. Yeah. And I'm looking to do some more of that in the future, um, doing more of a deeper dive into some of these coastal food scenes, because I think there's a lot more there than we know about. And I'm really interested to see that. More than chowder and fish and chips. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so Although, much more. <laughs> no hate to the chowder and fish and chips, because, no. you know, I, mm, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more, just more than just chowder and fish and chips. Absolutely. Well, Vicky, we're down to your last choice. So what what made the 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 end of your list here? So um, all of my, well, I guess that's a lie. Okay, I was gonna say all of all the ones that I've done before in this list have been in Oregon, but. Uh, that's a lie because St. Helens is in Washington. Um, my last one will be um, more in central Washington. And that was my trip to Leavenworth, uh, the Bavarian town of Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so this was a trip that I did once again with my friend Sydney and uh, drove up to Seattle, grabbed her and then went to Leavenworth about two and a half hours in from Seattle and we went during mid-October. Oktoberfest was going on. This was my first time to Leavenworth, um, being able to explore this Bavarian town, eat lots of pretzels and other baked goods and other German foods, and um, <laughs> also being able to explore just a tiny bit of the enchantments and hiking up to Kolchuk Lake 
to see the larches changing color. Um, so there was a lot going on in this trip, exploring the town, but also getting some hiking in. And I really loved it. Such a cool town, such a beautiful area up there in the mountains. You know, I love that you can have as much fun in the town as you can outside around the town. Absolutely. It's again, one of these places where you can spend the days hiking through some of those beautiful places you've ever hiked to. And then go hang out in this this funny little Bavarian town <laughs> yeah. where they're serving like, you know, uh, uh, sausage and sauerkraut and bone broth and, you know, beer. It's it's such a funny scene. It seriously is. And um, I would say the, the only downside to the whole trip was that it was wildfire season. And so it was pretty smoky mm. when we went. Um, I did have this uh, dream of making it back or in sometime in December to see the town kind of turned into like a Christmas wonderland situation. Um, but it turns out <laughs> a lot of the hotels and such really hike up the prices in December. <laughs> so it was not in my budget this year. If anyone knows any tips or tricks for uh, making it out to Leavenworth in December, let me know. <laughs> need a friend who's got uh, a guest room. I think that's yeah. what you need. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. So that was my list. Jamie, what is rounding out yours? Okay. Well, so I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I know we've been talking a lot about uh, Pacific Northwest adventures, a lot of stuff we've done for work or on our own around the region. But yeah. when I think back to my memorable trips in 2022, I, I can't talk about that without talking about my trip to Costa Rica, a um, oh. place I'd never been to before. And it was kind of this funny last minute trip. So Sadie has a very good friend um, who's getting married in Costa Rica. And uh, it was something that like, you know, invitations had gone out before she and I had started dating. So it was very much like I understood I was not getting an invitation to that. And that was cool. That was no big deal. <laughs> I understood that's how it works. But because of, COVID, there were some last minute cancellations mm. and um, the bride said, hey, do you do you want to come after all? Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, <laughs> it was like <laughs> I think it was like two weeks before the wedding. And I was like, let me let me figure out how to make this happen. And I yeah. made it happen. You know, I think Sadie and I, like we met. She got to Costa Rica a couple days before I did. And we had uh -huh. met at the resort. And it was this cool experience. This We were dating long distance at the time. And so mm -hmm. we hadn't seen each other in a couple of months or like a month and a half or something. So we had this cool experience of like flying to Costa Rica, getting on like this bus with some fellow people in the wedding who I didn't know uh -huh. and driving out to this resort and then like, you know, finding Sadie at the resort and reuniting with her there, like at the beach. It was like extremely romantic and very cool. Oh and, you know, gosh. we didn't get to explore Costa Rica that much because we were, Sadie, you know, was helping. She was in the wedding party. We were helping out around. So we just kind of hung around this this little resort there, um, walked around the town and, and, and all that. But there's something just, I think about, like, I'm such a beach guy. I love the coast here, but going mm -hmm. to like a tropical beach yeah. was such a different experience yeah. where you could like go out into the, into the water yeah. and like <laughs> actually immerse your body in the water of the ocean was like so weird to me. Um, like I, it was almost like I, I was almost uncomfortable doing it because I was just like so I'm so trained to be like, oh, you don't go in the water. Yeah. Do you, and if you don't have a wetsuit on, you're not going out there. Um, so it was really nice to sort of get over that and be out there and to see, you know, our friends get married on the beach was really beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. 
um, and just such a, a beautiful uh, play. I, I loved Costa Rica and I would love to go back there again and, and explore a little bit more as well. But just dipping, dipping my toes into it, I think was such a cool experience. Oh my gosh. And don't you love those trips where like, obviously most of the time we want to go into trips very prepared and have stuff very organized well in advance, (laughs) but there's something like so serendipitous about, you know, last minute trips that you didn't think were going to happen. And then all the stars align and you're like, oh, wow, I'm going to this super awesome place kind of last minute and all this stuff is working out. And here I am in Costa Rica. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, no other uh, plans in the way. I asked my editor, I was like, so can I do this? Is this going to take vacation time like mm-hmm. randomly at the last minute? And she was like, actually, it's all going to work out perfectly. So go ahead, <laughs> uh, which was amazing. That, I feel like yeah. it's amazing when that happens. Oh, my gosh. I love that for you. What a good way to end our, our list here with uh, Costa Rica memories. I love it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we just went through quite the list of places and adventures, and I know that there is so, so much in store for 2023, but I won't get too ahead of myself because we'll get into all of that on next week's episode. Oh, leaving us with a cliffhanger. Uh I love it. (laughs) Well, folks, until then, you can watch all of our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale, Andrew Thien, and Elena Neal Sachs. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.